welcome back to the one where I met your mother. It's a podcast about friends. It's a podcast about how I met your mother. This is new. <laughs> I try to say it in a different way every time. Um, I'm David. I'm Natalie. <laughs> how are you today? Um, I am doing well. It's um, the first night of Hanukkah. It is the first night of Hanukkah. Well, and I'm sitting next to our little uh, Hanukkah corner. Yeah. Um, we also decorated for all the holidays here, so it's very festive. We just finished up a Thanksgiving with my side of the family. Yeah, yeah, it's been a busy weekend. It's been, yeah. Now we're well, trying to cram even, in this yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've got a dinner tonight. We're, we're, we're really make, doing it up. We're making it work. How are yeah. you? Oh, thank you for asking. I'm, I'm well. Good. I saw a bad movie today. <laughs> Aw, I'm glad I didn't see it with you. <laughs> yeah, um, but if you want to hear me talk about bad movies... Well, hopefully mostly good movies. You do yeah. that on Battleship Pretension. Yeah. I'm not going to go into movies here. I'm not promising that. I might go into movies. <laughs> uh, but let's just jump in. So we're, we're talking about um, seasons, season two, episodes two of both our shows. We're going to start with Friends, season two, episode two, the one with the breast milk. Am I right? Did I get it right? That's right. Did I get the name right? Uh, so we've got a non-perk opening. Yes, it's an apartment opening. It's yeah, it's in the apartment where um Ben's, they're all they're all hanging out with Ben. Ben's here. Um yeah, yeah, including so Carol and Susan are are, are there. But you guys I, like for a second I was like it's weird that they're like they're like cuz they're leaving Ben with Ross, but it's like for a second I was like it's weird that this isn't happening at Ross's place, but like Monica's his sister, so it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. They're not like it's not some other friend's apartment. It's like And they all hang it's still out in there. the family. Yeah. This is like Aunt Monica's apartment. Exactly. Yeah. You know. So it makes sense. Um but uh Carol starts breastfeeding. Joey and Chandler are so mature about it. They're so like juvenile. And that's the thing, like I uh, I, I understand like attitudes have become more open about it but even like when i was a kid and there were like family gatherings there were a little kid like sometimes people were breastfeeding like it, I, I don't know how sheltered joey and chandler both must be to like for for this to cause such consternation yeah and they live in a city so i don't know maybe they don't see it very often i guess but i i'm imagining this is me probably just resorting to stereotypes i'm imagining joey's from a big catholic family he is he's mentioned like he has like 30 sisters <laughs> yeah one of them uh played by drea de mateo um yeah. adriana from isn't that the, i never watched joey the spinoff but isn't that the deal that he moves to la with one of his sisters played by adriana from i don't remember that but that is funny uh, I think that's the, the the case, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, we will meet some of Joey's sisters. So, um, um, so Joey and Chandler like retreat to the kitchen, and Ross is like, "What's going on?" Uh, and the whole time, I was looking at. There's a painting of an avocado. <laughs> was there always a painting? Is that new for season two? I don't think it's new. I think it's been there. Because you know what else is? Oh, go ahead. No, no, go on. Um, we, I, I, I failed to mention it last week, but I like to pay attention to new opening uh, titles. You know, mm-hmm. last season it changed about halfway through when they got like the sort of back nine order, right, like or, or whatever. It, they they changed, so now we're seeing a lot of stuff. It's fun because with see, with the first season, you like see stuff in the ti- in the opening credits you haven't seen before, opening titles, whatever, and then you like recognize it when it comes up. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so now we've got a, a bunch of new clips that we haven't seen before. So I'm like, right. yeah. oh, at some point, Joey's going to be dressed as like a Christmas elf or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Um, unless that happened last season, I'm forgetting. Did that happen last no. season? No. Okay. Uh, and anyway, so Ross uh, <laughs> convinces them it's okay. It's like you can go ahead. You can ask questions if you're curious. And I will admit, as dumb as Joey's supposed to be, the first question he thought of is the first question I thought of, which is, does it hurt? Does it hurt? Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing I would ask, too, if someone forced me to ask ask uh, uh, questions about breastfeeding. Um, so anyway, that's the... Uh, so then we finally get to the perk, and Monica agrees to go shopping with Julie. Yeah. Julie's back. Julie is in it for uh, the long haul, apparently. Did you notice that um, her haircut is growing out nicely, the one that Phoebe gave the her? The Dudley Moore one? Yeah. I, I, didn't, it, I didn't even think about it. No, no, no. That's So that's Monica. So Monica's is also growing out nicely, <laughs> but the, Julie... The Roddy McDowell one. Julie got the Roddy McDowell, <laughs> but it looks cute. I forgot about that. Uh, so yeah, we got... Monica agrees to go shopping with Julie. Everyone's like, this is a bad idea. Rachel is going to be so mad at you. She's going to kill you. She's going to kill you. All these things. Um, then we get the Joey storyline, which I love. I love Joey's storyline yes, this, this yes, episode. it was the funniest. I guess this is the difference between um, uh, last week where the Rachel storyline felt like I was like so upset for her and then it was like weird that we were doing other things. Yeah. You know? This, the tone is much lighter. Yeah. Which is interesting because we'll get to the end. And I think emotionally this episode is more effective than the premiere, which I mm-hmm. think was laying it on a little thick and, and was uneven. This one being lighter ends up in a very, um, uh, like I, I was emotional at the end. We'll get to it, but okay. I, I, I was emotional. Um, but yeah, Joey works at, he's got the job spraying cologne at, at a department at Saks. At Saks. Well, oh, okay. we get it. I don't know if they say Saks in the, in the thing, but the establishment shot is Saks. Okay. Um, his coworker Annabelle cracks me up. Yeah, because she she I don't know what she does there except for like get involved in Joey's life or whatever. She just but she was also like kind of a bad actress. Did oh you? well, it's Emily Proctor who played Ainsley Hayes on The West Wing. Okay, um, maybe she was just maybe her lines were just so like, but it was basic and yeah. This, well, it was awkward that she like she just walked up and. Hello, Joey. She's only there for exposition yeah. or to be like a plot device where like yeah. Joey and the other clone guy both want to ask her out or yes. whatever. But she, she, I don't know what her job is at Saks except to walk in and go, what happened? Or did you hear what happened? That's essentially Yeah, it. I guess her line reading felt, I don't know. Um, but I liked her southern accent, which we'll get back to. Um, well, I guess, no, this is introduced. She has a southern accent, which kind of plays into the fact that Joey's storyline is like a western. An old western, yeah. Because there's a, a, the new guy... Um, whose name they just call him Ombre because he. We learn his name. We learn his name. It's very funny. We, um, uh, because he sprays Ombre, a men's cologne, yeah. and he like dresses like a cowboy and is very good at his job, and everyone's like jealous. And immediately, like, you see where it's going immediately because Joey's like, this part, you know, between these two departments, this yeah. is my territory. Yeah. Because like, Joey's in like a, is it like a tux? Yeah, he's in a tux because he's doing, it's like Bijan for men. For men, yeah. Which is that, uh, is that real? Because Bijan is. A store on Rodeo. I don't know if... I don't know if it is okay. a real perfume. Okay. Um, but I don't know if you know what the Bijan store on Rodeo. It's like... I don't. Been there forever. Like, it's part of... It's one of the anchors of, like, why Rodeo became Rodeo. Like, this... Okay. I don't know that history. Incredibly tacky and opulent store. And it has... It's such an institution. So I work, as you know. The listeners don't know. I work very near Rodeo. So I see this 
when I well, I haven't been I've been working at home for almost two years now, but I see this. It's such an institution like the color yellow is associated with Bijan. And he parks a yellow I want to say Rolls Royce or something, right out front of the store. And it's such an institution that I guess the city of Beverly Hills has given him a he still has to pay a parking meter or maybe it's just for show i'm sure it's just for there's show. a parking meter that is the same shade yellow as the car Ugh, that's gross because it's Bijan has been there for probably 50 something years yeah. it's like it's it's the because working right near rodeo drive you see a lot of turnover with those stores you know um and even the stores themselves if louis vuitton stays it still like completely redesigns itself every two or three years uh but Bijan is like the the anchor, the mainstay. I guess it's I like, very tacky. I guess I like that history part of it, but I don't like how like the city is like sanctioning this. Yeah, monster. Yeah, that's Beverly Hills. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, we got way off track here, yeah. but that's that's what B. John is. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say I'm sure it is the actual brand. I've never heard of Ombre, but like that could be um, a brand. I think of cologne. That definitely sounds like a, a men's a men's cologne. Yeah. Um, so back, we jump around from story to story a lot this episode um, in a way that, that that sounds, I don't know if that sounds like a complaint. It's very lively. It, it kept me very interested. Mm-hmm. I, liked, I liked the way the episode was paced and edited. Mm-hmm. So we jump back to the per- perk um, and Monica wants Phoebe to lie about having gone shopping with her because she was mm-hmm. actually shopping with Julie and Phoebe is a very, very bad liar. Yeah. Um, uh, which kind of like is a weird... I didn't even think of this as similarities and and, and differences like Phoebe, like repeating exactly what she's told is kind of like Robin, as we'll see, saying like Ted found an old penny or whatever. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, Trying to cover up or something. I didn't Um, clock that as a similarity, but yes, I didn't until I just said it just now, but yeah, she's very bad at lying. Um, The thing I noticed here in this scene, the thing that leapt out to me is that Rachel has a, different shirt that also has a name tag sewn on that says tees this must oh, have been a brand i didn't notice that i didn't lo- notice that but that i mean aren't we supposed to wait for the fashion segment? i guess i should have but this didn't really seem like fashion it I seemed even more like it. is this maybe this is like a brand that had some like yeah i don't i'm not familiar with the tees brand neither knew was that, maybe, but last week it was it was like a navy and this was yeah. a white one but they both had the same like sewn on name i tag. wonder i think sometimes it's like an inside joke you know, maybe amongst the costume or the designers, you know? I think, I, I wonder if they just got a bunch of free stuff. Cause I'm reminded, I remember, I remember reading that like, um, if you notice, if you care enough about metal to notice these, notice these kind of things, when you watch the Sopranos, you'll be like, wow, AJ wears a lot of apparel right. from bands that are on Roadrunner records. Right. And it's cause Roadrunner very early on the show's run just sent them a ton of stuff. Like, Hey, we saw, we saw AJ wearing a Slipknot shirt in season one. Here's a bunch more stuff in case you want it. And that's why for like the rest of the <laughs> series, right. AJ's always in Roadrunner Records stuff. So maybe this Tease brand just like, maybe someone on the show knows the founder of Tease. I think or- there is a lot of like inside jokes amongst the crew because I told you about, you didn't notice it, but like everyone was reading in the background and it was like so apparent to me. And I feel like... That's the kind of thing that maybe like the writers or like the crew can like have some like wiggle room on. So what like reading just just reading? Like, you don't remember that conversation? Uh, yeah, I did, but I like I thought you were trying to say that they were like 
something they were reading was in particular was no no no. everyone was reading something different whether yeah. it was a magazine or a book or yeah. a crossword puzzle or like everyone was reading something a menu everyone in the background was reading something and you're saying that like that's an extra touch that's added that's not necessarily in the script that on the day the actors or the director or someone came up with that is that what you're yes but i'm yeah. also saying like the same as like the 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 costume design like oh let's put another person in this tea you know like yeah. it's a kind of like a little like wink yeah i'm following you okay i'm with you okay. yeah i think you're right i think it's a possibility at least <laughs> um i wouldn't know uh so we get to the scene where carol is actually dropping off ben at aunt monica's right yeah to and and, and she's giving ross all the instructions about what to do and ross is the maybe the first time in the show's history that Ross has been kind of like petulant and I've been on his side where when he was like, yeah, we have a good time and we're together. It's almost like we're father and son. And I, and I kind of wanted to be like, Oh yeah, Carol, you could chill a little bit. Like, right. But she's just, I mean, he's still very young. So she's, right. yeah. you know, yeah, she's protective, protective. Um, and I really liked Carol. This is a great choice. I don't know where this, like we were saying, this was in the script. It was decided by, not forgetting her name, who plays Carol. We should I should know that by now. Um, I know Jessica Hecht plays Suzanne, Susan. Susan. I can't think yeah. of the, if the actress's name who plays Carol. I'll correct that. Uh, did you notice? Because she's like trying to show her. Here's like funny clown, mm-hmm. and Ross is like bouncing and patting Ben, and Carol starts doing that to the clown, mm-hmm. almost like she's like. She's like mirroring his. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she's she misses not. Yeah. Like, misses holding Ben. Yeah. I thought that was a really great. Like it was funny, but it was also very like sweet and very like in character. Yeah. I guess. Um, uh, and then okay, here's something that I d- didn't think <laughs> the laugh track, or I guess it's an actual studio audience, as we talked about last week, really surprised me in this scene. Because Rachel pulls up, picks up this shirt. She's like, oh, I love this shirt. My mommy has loved that me, was... which I thought was a cute shirt. And everyone's like, there's like a hold for laughter. And I was like, this is... Well, no, it was, the weird part was like, she lifted up the shirt. We could all read it. And then Ross says, huh, mommy, my mommy's love me. He repeated it. And then the laugh track came. So it was like, you didn't trust that we were all reading it, even though you showed us. And it was clear what right. the shirt said. It took him to actually repeat it that the the laughs finally came. Well, I guess for the studio on this movie, they couldn't read it because it was farther away than the cameras. You so know what I'm saying? I mean, but, but the show is for uh, yeah, a television audience. And that's why I'm saying what I thought was, I think, for my in my 2021 eyes, just seems like a cute shirt was something they considered a joke, a joke that they yes. had to like yes really like haha lesbian we have we've always noticed this about the show is lesbianism is the punchline just as a concept yeah, yeah. just as a funny like oh haha this guy lost his wife to another woman haha what yeah. what luck you know yeah. like it's but now the idea of a baby having multiple mommies is not doesn't even register as no there's like nothing for us. yeah like yeah. what else you got like <laughs> that's fine yeah um, I'm going to skip this next part because you laughed hard enough at it that it might be on your funniest moment, so I'm not going to say anything. Uh, but then we get to sort of like the meat of the episode in a way where Phoebe to tests out the temperature of the breast milk mm-hmm. that Carol has left on her arm mm-hmm. and then licks it off. Yeah. And Ross and Chandler, I still get Chandler and Joy mixed up. Yeah. Ross and Chandler are 
just freaked out by it. Well, so is uh, so is Rachel. They're all kind of like freaked oh, out. Oh, Rachel by is it. too. Yeah. Okay. Um, She's in the background, like with her hand over her mouth, like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you just did that." Oh, um, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. But then uh, Joey's like, "It's not a big deal." He has some. Um, so this ends up becoming like, the, you know, it's the one with the breast milk. This is obviously a big yeah. part of of the uh, of the episode. Um, how do you feel about it? Um, I, I think it's totally normal. Okay. And I, I think like being grossed out by it, it's understandable, I guess, but only if you, I mean, eating formula too, or like testing out formula is also weird. It's not meant for you to try. You're just testing the temperature. But I guess it's the fact that this, it came out of the body of someone you know, well, <laughs> like I feel like if this were a stranger's breast milk, that would probably be worse to do, but like not as gross to me. The idea that like, oh, this is a person I know, and this thing her body is producing to keep her baby healthy, I'm gonna taste it. It's it well, seems uh, it's I not cannibalistic, all, but it seems. I'm gonna weird. get like preaching on you. Like, how weird is it that we're taking another mammal's milk and that's just normal? Like, this is. We're, I don't people think. are drinking cow's milk all the time and think nothing of it. This yeah. is meant to sustain a calf, and we're drinking it all the time. So why wouldn't... It's not like... It's not that different. It would be... It seems more normal for us to try human milk than another animal's milk. Right, because you drink human milk as, a, as an infant. Um, but I guess just the idea of someone you can... That you like can have a conversation with and also eating something you're right if if i logic my way through it it doesn't make any sense yeah. but it's just i i get the i don't know that i would have is it because breast i mean if you if you figure it is it because a breast is sexualized no i'm saying it came out of to me it's like and i know this isn't true but i'm saying i get the reaction that certain people in the show had because it's not then he, it's not really any different than if Phoebe drank some of Carol's urine. Oh God, that's not meant to be <laughs> like, I know that, but I'm saying that's my like lizard brain. That is the response sure. that I have. Yes. Like, no. And I, not- I understand that. I guess it's, I understand that as much as when people see a breastfeeding woman, it's like, because we've grown so long in this like culture that sexualizes the female breast it's hard to see it being used for another purpose. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I've tried breast milk, human have. breast milk. I mean, and, I did as a baby, obviously, but I never have um, as an adult. I wouldn't compare it to cantaloupe <laughs> juice <laughs> as Susan does. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that scene actually, because sometimes there are things I'm doing like my recap, and then sometimes there are things that pop okay, out. I have a funniest moment. Oh, I'm going to okay. wait okay. to get to that. Okay. Um, but uh, okay, so that's the that's the the big like conflict of the episode, or the comedic conflict. The actual conflict is Monica and Julie cheating on right. Monica cheating on Rachel right. uh, with with Julie, and we get a great scene here where Rachel, because Monica borrows Rachel's jacket, goes to lunch with Julie. Rachel puts the jacket on, mm-hmm. finds the receipt, mm-hmm. which nice that Monica took Julie to lunch. Apparently, yeah, uh, um, and also. I forget that they're like, Monica like has a good job. 
Yeah, you she know? could spend $53 on... And go to her. Bloomingdale's multiple times. Or multiple like they're times, like, yeah. They're yeah. all rich. They're all they're all doing okay. Yeah. Well, not Joey. So the Rachel. fact that Julie and Monica go to Bloomingdale's is like even more offensive because that's like Rachel's... Church. It's like cheating in Rachel's church. Oh, isn't church. that what Joey says? Something yeah. like... Yeah. yeah, yeah, something about that. Yeah, that's true. So she goes to... Uh, but then we get this whole argument that's like a cheating couple or a couple where one of them has cheated. Monica's saying like, it only happened once. She meant nothing to me. All these like sort of uh, right. uh, cliches. Um, I really enjoy... I, th- I thought that scene was 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 very funny. I mean, it's weird we get two... Because last week you got the thing with Phoebe talking about Monica's hair as if she was a doctor giving news about <laughs> yeah. the patient. Yeah. Here we get the cheating thing and also the Western thing. Yeah. I like the show like like mapping different existing genres onto right. its own yes. conflict. Yes. I, I, yes. I think that's that's funny when it's when it's well done. Yes. Um so I liked that uh Oh I, also like like one of my favorite scenes was like the the old barkeep. That's literally next on my... Well, actually, I have one more thing. I like that uh, we come back from commercial at one point. I mean, we're watching on HBO Max. We don't have commercials, but it's clearly commercial. But you come back from a commercial with a shot of Ben awake in his crib, and then you cut to a wide shot, yeah. and both Chandler and Ross are napping, like leaning on the side of the crib. Yeah. I thought that was cute. Yeah. Uh, but yes, the scene you're talking about... Um, go ahead. Jo- so Joey's wearing his, like... Western gear still yeah. from Saks and he comes home like why wouldn't he change like that's yeah, clearly he, like he a wore costume that in the subway? with the hat with the like yeah. <laughs> so he comes home and he's like complaining about the day he had and then he said I need a box of juice like I need a drink yeah you know and he sits down at their little like breakfast nook bar area yeah and Chandler like pours him some juice and then slides it across the bar. Yeah. And he shoots it. He shoots it, asks for another one. And Chandler like whips a rag over his shoulder as if he were like a saloon. Yeah. Giving advice. Yeah. 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 I loved, uh, I, I loved that. Although it's weird, like, and it's a minute made juice. Yeah. That's what's so funny. Like again, with this show, wouldn't Joey just want like a beer or yeah. whatever? But yeah. it's, I get it. It's the juice is funnier. Yeah. Um, definitely funnier. Um, uh, so then we get to the scene that I wanted to talk about when the, the, what's what I'm looking for? The Rachel and Monica like resolve is what I'm looking for. Um, uh, but they, they resolve their issues. Mm-hmm. But did you notice, uh, it starts, the shot starts outside yes. of the perk. Yes. Did you notice the chalkboard? No. It was a chalkboard of upcoming events, and it said Thursday, Phoebe, Phoebe, Phoebe yeah. Buffet. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's a regular yeah, performer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yes, I noticed that as well. I think this is the first time we've seen outside of Central Perk. Yeah. Um, I think because right. we get the wide shot, but we don't yeah. see like right in front where there's like tables. Right, we don't have scenes outside. Yes, yes. Um, so Monica goes in, and um, she and Rachel have. Um, uh, there's a word I'm looking for. Heart but, to heart. Uh, yeah, a coming together. What is the word I'm Culmination? looking for? Culmination. Uh, anyway, joining. <laughs> I can't. Okay, <laughs> move on. Um, uh, and it's. Very sweet. It's like funny. This is what I like when the show does this. Like, um, like how I didn't like going back to season one of how I met your mother. Like 
Lily's big like I keep saying like, but Lily's big decision making moment with Robin where she's saying I have this and I have to this and you know whatever. Uh, I was kind of bored by it because I was like, you're still a comedy. Let's have some comedy. Right, right. And I loved this scene because it actually is, I think, very real and yes. palpable. The yes. emotion, the friendship between them, the yes. emotion, and yes. what they were, what they mean to one another, what yeah. they would do for one another. But it's all happening with Rachel doing this insanely high pitched crying but voice. It's very funny. It's very and also, funny. and I think the two things in concert make it better. That it's it's yeah. funny and sweet. I was way more emotionally moved than Lily, like, laying out her, I don't know, entire philosophy to yeah. to Robin. Yeah, because I think Rachel and Monica, when they're doing like, they know that it's funny, but they feel it. It's like an overwhelming yeah. feeling. And I've had moments like that with girlfriends that it's like, maybe we argued about something and then we're, like, apologizing and then, like, talking about how much we care about each other. Like, I've been there and I feel yeah. like it's laughable how much we care and how much like we're both in this like emotional moment. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. tearing up thinking about it because I'm recalling times like this where I've been like so close with a friend and it's funny because like there's so much emotion and when you're both feeling it, like it's palpable. Yeah. Yeah. It was palpable to me. I was, I and was then Phoebe joins in. <laughs> yeah. Phoebe just wanted to, <laughs> she uh, wanted the hug. Yeah. Uh, but then, so that's kind of the climax when we had to resolve all our storylines. So yeah. we get the showdown between Joey, who's now, as you mentioned, also dresses the cowboy cause he's also selling ombre and he's, he's in all white Yeah, and ombre whose name he learned is Todd. Who's Todd <laughs> is in all black. And he has like a, very, a like, silly, like, is it like an Italian uh, it was almost like a Jersey accent. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Once because before he was just talking in hey, ombre. Yeah, ombre. I heard you. Yeah. yeah. Um, they have their like showdown. Showdown. You know, um, uh, when the when the doors open and the, cust- the customer walks in, which was funny to me to imagine this man just waiting outside of Saks for the door to open. Yeah, and it was <laughs> um, like a slow mo shot of this guy walking into Saks. Yeah, and they're both going to try and like spray him first and. Todd. They're twirling their like gun colognes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Todd sprays him right in the eye and the guy says he's going to sue and Todd yeah. like gets fired. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it reminded me, you've seen that, um, I can't remember who's like an Instagram or whatever, but, um, a video of the cheesecake factory at either the Grove or the Americana, like opening its stores at exactly 11 a.m. And so many people just oh waiting to gosh. like just standing around waiting for the cheesecake factory to That's open. That's very funny. <laughs> going in. Um, no, uh, uh, no shade on the cheesecake factory. I'm a, I'm a fan. No, but maybe not at 11. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so then Joey gets the girl, uh, Emily Proctor, Ainsley Hayes, Annabelle. Annabelle is her name. And they walk off together into the sunset, which is like a mural on the back. Yeah, for cruise wear. store. For, <laughs> yeah. Um, so like cruise wear is not commonly a um but they needed that sunset they needed a sunset i like that i I love that the sunset was there the whole episode all the department store scenes had the sunset yeah and yet i didn't see it because it was an old west yeah yeah um rachel and julie also have their coming together burying the hatchet why can't i think of this name this word um um I guess it is a denouement in the story, but that's not what I'm looking for. Um, so they have their thing, and then it seems like it's sweet. And then I didn't like that once Julie walks away, Rachel says... Manipulative bitch. Yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah. Um, and then we get the 
tag of Ross finally drinking some of Carol's breast milk, which he chugs with a plate of Oreo cookies. They always like props to the props. They always like snack an insane, like an insane amount of snacks. They stack snacks. They've done this before. Yeah. So the if, pile of Oreo cookies is like an entire box of yeah, Oreo cookies. Have too many. Cause I think we mentioned it when, when George Clooney and Noah Wiley were on and they were like going out to dinner. Yeah. But, Monica first prepared this like enormous like hummus and crudite platter. Yes. And there was also like a whole platter of fig newtons. Do you remember? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, Too many snacks, but yeah, props to the props. Department. And also there at the, um, I think the opening scene, there were some nice looking muffins, um, at the park. Okay. Uh, well let's move on. Well, oh, sorry. Do you have any, any other, uh, things you wanted to call before we move on to funniest moments um well i like in this like phoebe doesn't have a lot of storyline and i feel like unlike everyone else she's not having any of this drama like with julie like she's kind of like i think she's above it (laughs) you know like she doesn't want to waste her time with this Hmm. petty drama yeah with you know ross and rachel and i think that'll change in time but right now she's just kind of like on the sidelines, like not giving a fuck. Well, she's got other things in her mind. She has to take her grandma to the vet. Yeah. We'll <laughs> learn more about her grandma. Going oh, okay. To the vet. I, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to fun- funniest moments. Um, let's see. I have to uh, pick because there's a number of them. Yeah, I have a few. Um, but I'm, the one I'm going to pick is, you'll understand what I mean before I have to explain to the listeners, but <laughs> Ross applies the breast milk to his arm the same way that I put hot sauce on things, <laughs> which is like vigorously, yes. like almost like throwing it out of the bottle. Into which, yes. Cause you always laugh at me when I I'm do. like putting yes. hot sauce on things and yes. I'm like almost kind of like violently throwing yeah. hot sauce out of the bottle. Yeah. Onto the, yeah. But it doesn't make it come out any faster. It's just like a weird, like almost like a flex. I don't know. Uh, no, it does make more come out per shake. I don't think so. so. I get over, I get, I get over with sooner. It's about the, um, the tilt like it's not about the uh pressure i think it is okay i think if i pressure means more comes out at once okay with a hot sauce bottle in particular which has the, the stopper in it to keep you from like because it like a tapatio bottle if you hold it upside down it doesn't oh, pour out tapatio yes yeah. but not that's what i'm saying but only tapatio yeah not that's every, the one that i do it with okay but not because i use a totally different hot sauce and that that doesn't have the mechanism to stop okay, it i see what you're saying but that's the one you laugh at me about it's, it's is always tapatio. tapatio. Got it. All right. What are you, what are your, um, there give were, me a funny, there were several, yeah, me um, too. we'll go back and forth. I don't remember if it was Joey or Chandler's question about breastfeeding. Cause the, you know, it was like, if you have a question about breastfeeding, just ask Carol, you know, like don't be all weird and squeamish about it. And then was it Joey or Chandler who asked like, if he blows in one, like, does he? Hold on, I did write it down. If he blows into one, does the other one get bigger? Does the other one get bigger? Which is funny. Yeah. Um, what did? Maybe you can. Sometimes I screw myself over here where I just put the part that made me laugh, and I d- forgot forget the to context, put down the yeah. the setup. What does when <laughs> when I still get their names mixed up? When Joey is dressed as a cowboy mm-hmm. and he says something about like they're doing this to me or whatever. 
and Chandler says, well, maybe it's because of the way you're dressed. <laughs> like, it's obviously he's oh. dressed that way because he's like pushing ombre or whatever. Yeah. But I can't remember exactly what the phrase, what Chandler said. Like, yeah. oh, they put me on the Western uh, cologne or whatever. And he says, yeah. maybe it's because of the way you're dressed. Yeah, that was, was funny. funny. Um, I liked um, when, so after Monica gets back from Bloomingdale's with Julie um, and talks uh, Phoebe into like lying and pretending like she went shopping with her. Yeah. And Rachel goes, oh, like, what were you shopping for to Phoebe? And Phoebe's a bad liar. She said, fur, fur. (laughs) (laughs) And rightfully, Rachel's like, but why would you be shopping for fur? Like, you're a vegetarian. Like, um, she's like, yeah. And I decided how much I am against that. And (laughs) um, that was funny. Uh, One more breast-related joke from Chandler. Um, When... Ross makes the argument that like breast milk is only for babies mm. and Chandler says, well, the packaging does appeal to grownups and kids alike. Yeah. You laughed a lot aloud at that one. Um, <laughs> like, I like your, I like your judgment there. <laughs> yeah. I noticed you, you're, you're like, like, uh, invest in show. And you're yeah, like, yeah, I remember you said that last year. Yeah. You said that last year. Huh. <laughs> um, I also laughed when, um, they're at the apartment and, <laughs> Monica gets a call and it's obviously Julie and she says, hi, Jew. Hi, Jew. Yeah. Oh, that's my friend Ed Mankiewicz. So it just makes up like a a Jewy name. Yeah. That's the one I wrote down. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's going to be on Natalie's funniest moments. Do you have any more? Uh, No, we can move on. Oh, no, no. I also like when um, Phoebe, I think like being annoyed at the whole like drama between um, Julie and Rachel um, Phoebe's like, she, if you go shopping with her, she will, Rachel will kill you. She will hunt you down like a dog in the street. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was funny. Uh, let's move on to friends, but make it fashion. I have so many that I just stopped writing them down. I okay. feel like this second season, I don't know if it's cause the show's a success. Maybe they got a bigger budget. What? Like everyone looked great or at least notable, mostly Monica. I'll start with, because these are like, as you pointed out, these aren't always things we approve of, just things we thought were notable. Yeah. In the opening scene of the apartment, Chandler looks like Aladdin. <laughs> he does with the little vest? Because his pants are way too baggy, yes. and he's got a billowy shirt, and yes. over it he's got a vest. He looks like he's yeah. cosplaying as Aladdin. In the same scene, Monica is cosplaying as Sporty Spice. <laughs> um, wait, oh yeah, she had a, a tank top. A sporty tank top. That had like a cross. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was okay, cool. good. I also think Sporty Spice is cool. Yeah. Melanie C. Yeah. Right? Yep. I know my Spice Girls. Um, also in that first scene, um, uh, Phoebe's wearing like a silky shift dress. Okay. Like a I floral yeah. long dress. I didn't notice that. I noticed in the first perk scene, Julie is wearing like, it's like just this side of being like an old timey nurse's outfit, but it was like, it was like a white cotton white, dress yeah. that had like a collar and it was like kind of short. It yeah. looked, it, it looked cool, but it, it was just like a little bit like closer. It would have to, been yeah. cosplaying as a nurse, but yeah. I thought, I thought it looked good. Okay. Um, I mentioned Nehru collars in the first season because weirdly, I don't know why this episode keeps coming up. George Clooney and Noah Wiley were both wearing, Nehru collars, which is like right, yeah. the thing that doesn't fold. Like right. you're looking at my color right, right now, folds. Um, in the scene, the first breast milk scene where, where Chandler's one of the ones who's all grossed out and he keeps saying, what did you just do? Or whatever. He's wearing a denim shirt with a Nehru collar. Hmm. Didn't love it. but um, And then I have one more. 
um, I liked Monica's black polo in mm. the big like argument mm-hmm. scene. It was like a, a very like fitted black polo mm-hmm. with what would you call that sh- that that sleeve length? Like just above the it came down above the elbow. It was yeah, so it's I guess a qu- quarter length sleeve. Or? No, because that's here, so it would be like two thirds. So it's like a three quarter length. Three quarter length. Yeah. I didn't know where you start. It's like Is half. It, so quarter length starts from the wrist. Three quarter. Yeah. This is a three quarter. Okay, that's a three quarter. So, so that's this what I'm would saying. be. Is that a quarter? Then? It's a quarter. Yeah. So maybe it was a quarter length sleeve. Yeah. Almost a half length. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was like a. Like I want to like say a, it's a. It's not short sleeve, but it's not long sleeve, but it's yeah. like a longer short three sleeve. Three eighths length sleeve. Three eighths sleeve. Yeah. There you go. Uh, all right, that's all my fashion moments. Um, did, uh, do you have any running jokes, motifs, or any bit any foreshadowing you want to uh, call? Well, we we mentioned. Um, uh, Phoebe's cat, I mean, uh, grandma or mom, what did she say? Yeah, she had to take her grandma to the vet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, no other foreshadowing. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Well then, should we move on to How I Met Your Mother, Season 2, Episode 2, The Scorpion and the Toad? Yes. Take us through So, we open at McLaren's. Well, we actually, I didn't, I was going to ask you, does it count, because we get kind of like a half, because first we get Bob Saget talking, and we get like a little, almost like a previously on segment, but within the show, where he's talking about the fight and how and what a bum, like a bummer Marshall has been, and so we're seeing images from episode one, but right. then the show proper starts at McLaren. So I didn't know, does this count as a McLaren's opening? I consider it a McLaren's okay. opening, but, um, okay. So in that very first scene, they're like, they're all sitting around and, you know, Robin gets up to leave and Marshall just like looks at her as she's leaving mm-hmm. and Ted and Barney are super excited because he checks out her ass <laughs> yeah. and they're like that to them is like indicative of like, he's finally over Lily or he's right. finally like ready to kind of move on. Yeah. Ted gets excited because he wants to, you know, show him how to be a bachelor in New York city, which we've already seen these before. Like I'm going to show you like my side of town. Like we're going to yeah. go to the strip club. We're going to go to the bars. We're going to hit on the ladies. Like this is all Barney does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like their storyline is like Barney's taking him all over the place and trying to be a wingman, but <laughs> he ends up going home with all of the women that like Marshall's trying to talk to. Yeah. And Marshall is very much like trying to talk to them. Like he has a different version of like scoring. It's like getting a number and then thinking about where they're going to go to eat and then they're going to walk through the park. So it's very different. I guess I'll take that off of my funniest moments list. Oh, the the Chinese food and the walk in the park. People love Chinese food and walk through the park. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Um, I mean, I don't even think that was like supposed to be a joke. That's like how Marshall thinks. But I do. I think it's funny that he thinks like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Barney just like takes them home and sleeps with all of them before yeah. Marshall can. So yeah. each time it happens, Marshall's like 
this is the last time I'm doing this. I'm not going to go out with you again. But like Barney keeps talking him into going out again. Um, Barney teaches him the ways of um, like negging, basically. Yeah, essentially negging. Yeah. Um, to Marshall's credit, he's terrible at. He's terrible at. And, you know, it's it's a f- falsehood. Yeah. I, I don't know who that works for, but and I don't know. Um, but he's also, um, showing him the, um, like his magic skills. So NPH is like, he's a legitimate magician, right? He's he's in his own. So he probably had so much fun doing these magic tricks. And I was impressed by the, um, the hand, the palm, um, how would you describe that trick? Like, a, well, he's like doing giving like a little explosion, a little flashbang thing, yeah. or whatever. But then his palm he has written on oh whatever someone's reaction. Yeah. Like, wow. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's impressive. Um, and then there's the um, the intrigue about like just being like mysterious. Yeah. yeah. And um, so yeah, this keeps happening over and over again. And there's a final scene with that storyline with twins. But we, I guess we can get to that later. Um, the other storyline of the show is that Lily's back in New York and shows up at Robin's apartment and, um, she needs to find an apartment back in, um, New York, but she's, you know, regaling Robin with stories of San Francisco and how magical it is and how she had such a great art career and met fascinating people on the bus. (laughs) So we're seeing like this idealized version of Lily's experience in yeah. SF. But at this point we don't know it's idealized. I mean, it's, 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 it's kind, kind of obvious, obvious yeah. because the art teacher is like, I can't teach you anything else. This is superb. This yeah. is perfect art. And then we see like a montage of like all the interesting people. She like, I work for the Peace Corps. Like I'm a surgeon. I'm a, a punk, punk rock, rock band. band. Um, um, real quick. The uh, two things when she shows up, did you notice she actually is as like tan and freckly as Marshall imagined her in yes. episode one. Yeah. Uh, Cause she's, she's again got the bare shoulders and, and, and she got, has straight hair um, now. Right. And it's darker or it's more Brown. It's, it's darker. Like I guess richer. I don't know. It's less red than it was. Yeah. I, I think in fashion we talk about hair, don't we sometimes? I guess we could, we could save it for that. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then the, um, the art teacher is an actor named Richard Wharton, who um, most recently in my mind, uh, at least in my memory, was in the final episode of season two of I Think You Should Leave, the sketch <laughs> the, the sketch where the little girl has to watch a video before she can get her ears pierced at Tiffany's. And there's, oh, there's the old guy gosh, who's yes, talking about his yes. like experience getting yes. his ears pierced for his trip to Florida. And it's yes. like, the, like the saddest man in the world. That's the same guy who played the art teacher. That's very funny. Um, okay. So Robin and Ted disagree about, so, so Ted knowing Lily for so long is like, she's not happy. That can't be true. I think she probably misses Marshall a great deal and is regretting it. And Robin says, no, like she's having a great time. Like she's having a wonderful time. And they decide that, um, the best thing to do would be to like plow her with tequila. (laughs) Because the truth always comes out. Did you think of Elaine in the vault? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, so yeah, they're like drinking shots of tequila. They're all getting drunk. And it does come out that Lily is not as happy in San Francisco and things didn't go her way. Um, so there was like a, a funny montage of how they're all um, 
drunk and then the next day they go to like a diner to get breakfast like yeah. how they're all how they all deal with their hangovers are very different did you notice we see the diner set twice like i wonder yeah i wonder if it'll come up more this season because why did they build this set to use it twice for two different completely different scenes yeah. Anyway. I wonder. But yeah, in that scene also, um, no props to the props department here. Oh. They had, they all had like cups of like tepid flat soda, which I feel like that shit they did like in Saved by the Bell, you know, like of a much like cheaper show. Yeah. You'd think that they wouldn't, there's no ice, there's no straws. It's just like a glass of flat soda flat soda yeah oh yeah they should be topping that off they should yeah it should look better yeah um so yeah someone wasn't doing their job here um so yeah in order to nurse a hangover um ted just wants gravy um lily wants a greasy tuna melt and lily or and robin is just still drunk yeah which i thought that was funny (laughs) yeah um I was going to ask which uh, you're a vegetarian, so neither of those options sounded better to you. But um, I was like, mm, "Greasy tuna milk that could be good." And a milkshake, the whole thing. Oh yeah, and a milk. Nah, I'm not a milkshake guy. No. But yeah, I could see being hungover and wanting a greasy tuna milk. I mean, my go-to. Yeah, this is a good question. What do you crave when you're hungover? When I'm hungover, well, I, it's not as much as craving as like, give me some toast and coffee, maybe yeah. some eggs or uh, yeah i think toast i think toast and coffee um i tend to be very well i so i haven't really been hung over like i used to as a younger person in a long time um unlike a lot i think i said this unlike a lot of people apparently in america i drink i started drinking less during the pandemic yes um me too but um i would say my go-to is like well I i will wake up if I wake up hungover, I usually have a stomachache and don't want to eat. But at some point, it's almost like a click, and I'm like, oh, I need now Bell. I need to yeah. eat everything. Yeah. My go-to, if I can, like diner corned beef hash is... Okay. If is, I if it's like a the day after, like diner, like I'm not usually into like breakfast sweet foods, but like okay. I'll take a pancake, like a pancake okay. or a waffle is is pretty nice or just like a burrito later on in the day burrito's good yeah yeah um okay so where were we well they were at the diner nursing their hangovers yes um, and robin's still drunk <laughs> this guy likes pennies robin's still oh yeah that was a funny joke about yeah <laughs> um so yeah lily mrs marshall she's sad that um things didn't work out in san francisco um, are we at the end now when they see each other outside of McLaren? Yeah, I think McLaren's? so. I think we are. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Marshall's finally fed up with Barney's antics cause he's now like moving on to this like menage a trois with these with twin twins, sisters. which is yeah. gross. Very gross. So yeah, they go to the college bar called to each other. the scorpion and the toad. So that's the name of the episode and right. the college bar they go to. So it's well, that's, a, early. that's before but the, the twins. Well, that's where he meets meets one of them. So So, Marshall's talking to this woman and they're like kind of hitting it off. But Marshall is like, doesn't know how to get the number. You know, she's even like, oh, I'd like to see you again. And he doesn't know how to respond. So Barney. I have a phone. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Barney ends up getting her number and they're like fighting over the business card that, you know, the card with her number on it. Um, Ted gets it. And then I guess like you mean Barney Barney gets it. Yeah. And then I guess 
at a later date or the next day or something, Marshall is annoyed at Ted and Ted said, don't worry about it. Like, turns out she has a twin. Again, Barney. Barney. Sorry, sorry. Barney is, you know, is like, don't worry about it. She has a twin and they want a double date. So then Marshall and Barney go on a double date with the twins and Barney still has to take them both for himself. Yeah. So, so gross. Did you notice? So in the scene where we're at the bar at McLaren's, Mm -hmm. this is the scene where Barney says like, guess what? That girl has a twin or whatever. Barney and Marshall are sitting at the bar as opposed in one of their booths, which, which uh, we haven't seen as much of. And that means there's an angle of McLaren's we've never seen before. We're looking over Marshall's shoulder. We're seeing basically where, where the th- camera usually is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we see that, like, the table, I don't know if you remember, in the very, like, early in the in the first season, they tried to make it seem as if we were looking, when they were sitting at their usual, like, table, mm-hmm. as if they were in a booth and we were looking through, like, an invisible wall because mm-hmm. the, the camera would turn around and you'd see a wall where the camera would be. Oh, okay. But they, they only did that in like one episode, I think, maybe two. Okay. And here you see that, that it's the, like a four. It is yeah. a table yes. that they normally sit at. Not a booth. Yeah, and the and the bar goes on beyond that, which I think is a, a good uh, uh, fix for me, the only person in the world who noticed or cared about that. Um. Yeah. Um. I don't know when this comes out, but we see the actual like montage of Lily's experience in San Francisco where like there are teachers like this is terrible. Like this is a terrible piece of artwork. Yeah. And then all the interesting people on the bus is just like a man with, um, disassociative identity disorder. (laughs) (laughs) And I used to also, you know, I lived in San Francisco for college and that was much more like the experience, (laughs) not the art school thing, but just, you know, the buses were always so packed. So it wasn't like a, Oh, sit down and meet it. You're like, you're always standing like falling and you know, you know, and you're probably someone's talking at you with, you know, yeah. Which I'm guessing is probably true of New York buses, yeah, too. It's yeah. not that far from L.A. But people think, I'm going to get my soap, soapbox for a second. There's the, the thing people say, like, oh, nobody walks in L.A. People think, what? People take public transit? It's like, you're showing, your privilege is showing. Yes. Like, affluent people don't take public transit in L.A. That's different. Yeah. Whereas in Chicago, like, I guess very rich people don't. But you see people of all, like, a lot of, a lot of spectrum, economic spectrum. But L.A.'s buses and trains are are packed crowded with sure and i like i've taken you know lots of public transit here in la too and i think some of the criticism is just the lack of accessibility because it's not a robust you know like you have to like a lot of people have to travel far just to get to the subway especially the train yeah and the buses here go everywhere buses are infrequent they're infrequent yeah and they don't post the routes yeah which is discriminatory because it means you have to have internet access to know when the bus is going to come and where that bus is going to go. Cause it's not like, or, at least not on a grid where it's like, okay, this bus is going to go down this street. They go all over the fucking place. or read English. Right. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, it's yes, we, we criticize no one walks in LA or, you know, like yeah. we criticize the public transit because it's, it's laughable and it's shameful. Yeah. Um, yes. so yeah, this, like, I like the idealized, like, bohemian San Francisco that like Lily is. Oh yeah. That's what I was going to ask you is what does she say? Is the North beach the best beach in the world or whatever she called it? 
Um, she was talking about some some beach in the Bay Area. Yeah, there's North Beach, there's Ocean Beach. So I think she said North Beach is the yeah. best beach she's ever been to. Is, is North Beach a good beach? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think any of the beach... I mean, I used to live by Ocean Beach, and it was like the number one like place for shark attacks in all of California. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's not like a nice warm beach. It's like very, very choppy. I guess it's like good for surfing, okay. but also shark attacks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, Marshall leaves McLaren's and yeah, yeah. Lily's outside. So they have this like moment where they're, you know, like, oh my gosh, um, finally reuniting and Lily wants to get back together with Marshall. And he says, you know what? You broke my heart and I'm not ready to do that. Um, so she is sad about that, but says like, can we still see each other? And he's like, of course, like we would have to, you know, like, but then he says, maybe like he, even that he seems to be, he's like, of course. But now he's like thinking how hard that would be. Um, but then it ends on a funny note because he asks her for a favor, which is, um, to go in and like cock block (laughs) Barney, who's like with the two, with the twins. Yeah. And, uh, she says like, she like runs in and says like, you asshole, you gave me climate, not asshole. She doesn't say asshole, but like you gave me chlamydia and like pours a drink on him then leaves and then comes back again with like a, a hat. Same dress. But pretending to be the twin of the first one. And <laughs> you then gave you, gave, you gave my sister chlamydia. Um, pours Wait, another drink yeah. on him. Yeah, she said it's, I, I wish I'd written it down because the things she called, she, like you said, she doesn't say asshole. The things she calls them are funny. I think she says like monster the first time but then the second time she's like, you gave my sister, you gave my twin sister chlamydia, you slime. Or yes, something like yes, that. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and I also thought um, going back to, to that very emotional heart to heart, um, that Lily and, and Marshall are having reconciliation is the word that I was looking for earlier. Good one. Okay. That's not what this scene is really. It's what you think it's going to be. And then Marshall is like, I'm not ready for that right. because what he also says is like all that stuff you said about how we need to find ourselves is true. And I kind of realized that like mentally, after three or four months of wallowing or whatever, mm-hmm. mentally Marshall is at the place that Lily was at back in May. Right. When she made this decision. Right. And he waited for her. Yeah. And now she, I guess, yeah. is going to have to wait for him to go through this. And like, right. Because, yeah, he said, like, this was the worst summer of my life. So he struggled. He went through it. Now it's, I guess, her turn to yeah. go through it. Yeah. Um so I had a couple of things just I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the, um, this isn't the funniest moment, although it kind of is, uh, early on when, uh, Ted and Barney are trying to come up with what candy name is the best euphemism oh, for breasts. Oh, yes, yes. That was funny enough, but I liked the time lapse where you see an hour later, an hour, but they go through like four beers each in yeah. the course of that hour. That's what they're doing with their night. <laughs> yeah. Just getting drunk. And, and we get whoppers, we get mounds, mounds we double, get, and then double bubble is the like milk duds. <laughs> milk duds. Yeah. But I, I just liked the beers piling up. Yeah. The, 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 you know, meanwhile, you know, Joey's darning his sorrows in <laughs> minute made orange juice yeah. and they're just for fun drinking a beer every 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, there's also, uh, uh, the, uh, speaking of how, like with the, my mommies love me, how like things change. There was a part where 
Barney is saying that twins are the same person. Yes, yes. Like one is just a copy of the yeah. other. But then he says, like, Marshall says something like sort of derogatory, dismissive about them, and Barney's like, uh, Marshall, they're a person. Yeah. Which is funny, but like, I felt like it took me a beat longer for me to find the joke. Because we're used to because pronouns. Because the singular they yes. Yes. is more common now. Yes. And, I, and it took me a second to be like, oh, that's a joke. He's saying they yeah. are one person. Yes. But the, the phrase, they're a person, is not... And that's great. That means, like, it's to starting to become, like, more... Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. That was it. Uh, do you want to move on to your oh, funniest moment? Oh, So we get a shot of, like, outside of McLaren's, like, yeah. immediately in front. I guess that's a similarity. Because we get Central Perk immediately right yeah. in front. So it's yeah. not just the shot. It's, like, immediately right in front of, like, the stairs to the street. Yeah, they both, like... Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, That's just a little uh, foreshadowing of the similarities in the upcoming <laughs> segment. Uh, any funniest moments? I have um, three. I have one. And that's when... Um, so when Barney is, like, being an um, intriguing magician, uh-huh. he, like, they're talking on the couch, Barney and Marshall. And um, Barney at one point, like disappears and Marshall's like, how do you do that? And then you see him like stick his head out of the bathroom. I'm taking a leak. Yeah. I thought you were going to go I'm taking a leak, dumbass. Um, when he, we talked about the thing of him like writing on his hand what the person's going to say. Oh yeah. And he, and um, Marshall says, you're a jackass. And he goes, bang. And it says, you're, you're a, jerk. a jerk. He's like, I thought you were going to call me a jerk. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I cheated because I put, one of my funniest moments was every magic joke. Every magic joke was hilarious to me. Yeah. Like the penny behind the ear or the quarter behind the ear was before funny. they go out and he's like, empty your pockets, empty that. Yeah. And he's like, ah, don't forget behind my ears. Like there's nothing behind you. What's oh, this? Yeah. And then they does a little like thing where he like fl- Barney flips the coin and leaves and Marshall grabs out of the air and leaves behind him and closes yeah. the door behind him. Great I always, moment. I always wonder how many takes yeah. that took for something like that. Yeah. Have you ever watched on the, um, uh, in Scott Pilgrim versus the world, there's a part where the keys toss. Uh, no, I'm talking about, um, specifically because he knows that Ramona is an Amazon delivery person. So he orders something from Amazon specifically to get her to come to his door. Right. And so there's a shot of him opening the door. He takes the package and just tosses it over his shoulder into the trash can. And on the Blu-ray special features, you can watch the like 50, 60 oh, takes. It took them to do that and then see like when he gets it and then wait for Edgar Wright to go cut. And then all like, ah! that's very funny. But um, yeah, there's a key toss when he goes, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Demonstrating the key oh, yeah, and then he like falls onto the uh, bed or whatever. Yeah. Um, the opposite of that though is on in Alien Resurrection, the fourth Alien movie. There's a part where Sigourney Weaver tosses a basketball over her shoulder from like almost the other end of the basketball court mm. into the basket, and she got it on the first try. And if you watch, knowing that, you can see Ron Perlman, the actor not being able to stay in character. You could see him like, he's, cause he's supposed to be like this tough, like, like career criminal. You could yeah. see him be like, oh, like <laughs> he's really happy for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So funniest moments. I mentioned all the magic, like yeah, all, all the magic was very funny. I like, um, uh, Barney's argument that identical twins are the same person. I didn't same equal person, same person. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I liked Robin's, uh, well, this is, this is Robin and Marshall in tandem making this joke work when Ted's about to say like Lily's back in town and Robin like interrupts him and is like, 
uh, Ted found a penny on the subway and it's old and that's interesting. <laughs> and there's a beat where you think like Marshall's not going to buy that. And he goes, way to go. Yeah. <laughs> because it is like the, he said it's a, a penny from 1932. And then yeah. Ted's just like, imagine like the story behind that. Like it just, it's like clued into, I don't know the kind of person that Ted is. And those are like good qualities that I like about yeah. Ted. Yeah. He's interested and he's curious and, um, yeah. How about, have I met your mother, but let's make it fashion. Okay. So <laughs> Lily just now wears maxi dresses and statement necklaces. Okay. I wrote this down too. Was it, cause it seemed like she had a general hippie vibe going. Do you think it was, she was trying to like, she was trying too hard. She wore like a peace sign necklace and yeah. then like a boho, like yes. beanie. Like beanie. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's cause she's trying to project this. She's like, trying to project I this like myself in bohemian, like this is yeah. who I am now. Yeah. But she went over the top with the maxi dresses. <laughs> yeah. I thought. Yeah. And like, cause the first thing we see her in is like a tie dye dress. Yeah. 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 But still like a maxi wrap dress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So about the hair, I feel like there was a time in this era where it was in style to just like stick straight, like with a straightener. And it just looks like it needs condition. It needs like hot oil treatment. Like there's like nothing but split ends. And it it bothers me because I never liked it. And I feel like it's very of the era to like take a natural texture and wave and just stick straight in it. Robin does the same thing and it always looks dead and it bothers me. So I like Lily when she had like a wave to her hair, it felt more natural, even if it was done with a curling iron or whatever, yeah. it just didn't feel so forced and un- life to it. yeah, like it, they need a hot oil treatment and I don't like criticizing, you know, these things about, people but but it's a trend they have like you said you can criticize trends without criticizing dead hair yeah. dry dead hair all right you got any themes yeah well that just far as far as running uh things we get the first have you met of the season yeah, yeah, this yeah. time it was a have you have met you marshall, marshall which we've uh-huh. never had before because yeah. marshall's never been single before oh also the you always notice the like best friend um, oh, yes. The best friend theme. Yes. Yeah, so Barney's like, I know we're best friends. <laughs> and, and Marshall's like, Ted's like, Ted's my best friend. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's be clear. Yeah. Um, there's a, uh, another high five from Barney. This one, a hypothetical high five where he and Marshall do it in their heads. Yeah. <laughs> um, Barney having arcane rules um, yes. is a, a, a running thing. And then, uh, Robin's Canadian, which I can't remember. We, do we talk, we talked, We've about, talked before, about it before, yeah. but yeah, Robin being Canadian, um, is a big thing. And I love that it's something that Ted uses to try and like win arguments, even when it doesn't apply. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I thought that was funny. Now, did you notice? Okay. Um, I think it's like in the, in the scene where Marshall is getting mad at Barney for like taking now both of the like prospects. <laughs> yeah. And, um, Barney says like every ombre for himself. And I said, well, that, ombre. Yeah. We're moving on to similarities and differences. Yes. I also, I also wrote that down. Yeah. The word ombre yeah. comes up in both. Yeah. Um, on a more like, uh, serious similarities and differences. I like the shows, uh, somewhat different, but also equally valid and touching con- conceptions of, of friendship. Mm-hmm. We talked about Monica and Rachel like coming together and essentially like what had been a joke the entire episode of like, oh, it's like they're a cheetah couple where someone has cheated and they're right. like going through. 
but their like profession of love for one another, yeah. you know, um, was, was very touching in a less overtly emotional way. I found it very touching that Ted, when, when Robin is telling Lily or telling Ted, I spent the day with Lily. She said this, she had, mm-hmm. she said this, she's having a great time. Mm-hmm. Like Ted totally believed Robin. Like, Oh no, Lily has come back and she had a great time. This is terrible for Marshall. Mm-hmm. It's not until he spends 30 seconds with Lily that he, as someone who has been her friend yeah. for a decade is like, no, she's, she's not happy. Um, I yeah. like that, that, um, both shows, um, illustrate the, the depth and connection of friendship. And I think it is a bit of, um, progress between one show to the other that, um, how I met your mother has that platonic friendship, yeah. Of of depth between Ted and Lily. There's no yeah. there's no like will they won't they with Ted right. and Lily. This is just two people who have been friends for almost a decade. Yeah. I liked that. Also, like a similarity, I j- I'm just now realizing this, but in the the depth of the connections that you mentioned before, all of the other friends are forced to kind of like uh, I don't know, pick up like where their loyalties are. You know, like on what side of things. Yeah. So they're kind of like struggling with like, whose side are you on, Lily or Marshall? And then in the Friends universe, like they have to decide like, oh, I want to support Ross's new girlfriend, but also, you know, Rachel's my friend. So it's like, where do your loyalties lie? Yeah, that's true. Similarity. Um, Well, let's, uh, this is like, I mean, we got a real Sophie's Choice here for doing playing favorites. Okay. Okay. Uh, I don't. I know. I think I know which one I'm going to give it to, but this is a. It's almost a coin toss. Okay, I it's, love both episodes. Coin toss. There's, <laughs> yeah, coins work working here. Okay, three, two, one. How friends. I your mother. <laughs> yeah, I had. To, it was literally like the sh- both episodes are great. I think the running jokes of Barney doing magic was just enough to to put it over the top. Okay. I think I by a hair laughed more at how I met your mother than friends this week. And that's the only thing that made the difference. They were both, both shows are clearly like on all, uh, running on all cylinders, firing on all cylinders in terms of like understanding who their characters I don't know, the are. Whole, the whole like Western was so funny to me. And, yeah, friends. and I forgot to mention this, like one of the funniest scenes I thought in the friends episode, I know that it, we're past that yeah, was fine. like in the first scene when, you know, Joey is trying to spray his, um, Bijan and a man is like, Oh no, a man in the department store is like, Oh no, thanks. And then ombre is like ombre. And he's like, Oh, hello. Yes. Like it's just that sort of like extra character work. That's really funny. Uh, well let's move on to my favorite segment to introduce, which is a segment we like to call, how are we doing? Mm-hmm. And we actually look at what was going on in the world on the days these episodes aired. So, uh, friends season two, episode two, the one with the breast milk aired on Thursday, September 28th, 1995. On that day, uh, well, first off is it was teacher's day in Taiwan. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of, uh, things, um, a short-lived Mary Tyler Moore uh, dramatic series called New York News premiered, which was Mary Tyler Moore, um, oh, uh, and Madeline Kahn. Ooh, I like her. And uh, Melina Kanakaridis, if you know who that is. Nope. Um, yeah. The, um, so that's the fun thing, the uh, not-so-fun thing that happened. Um, 
Bobby Brown was shot at outside of a bar in Boston, and his sister's fiance was killed in the Oof. in the shooting. Okay. So the something those are two things that that happened on that day, and then of course let's look at the top five songs in the U.S. because that's the most fun part. Um, some change in order, I think, this week, but essentially the same songs. Mariah Carey, Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Khalil, Gangsta's Paradise mm-hmm. is at number two. Number three, Michael Jackson, You Are Not Alone. Number mm-hmm. four, Seals, Kiss from a Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, and number five, Janet Jackson's Runaway. These so, are all good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, good songs. Season two, episode two of How I Met Your Mother, The Scorpion and the Toad, aired on Monday, September 25th, 2006. Uh, one interesting thing that happened this day, the uh, New Orleans Saints played their first home game in the Superdome since Hurricane Katrina. Wow, that over was a, a big deal, yeah. Be- beforehand, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know, uh, 2006, whenever we, like, I go to this, there's, like, so much, like, just war on terror, war in Iraq, war in Afghanistan and stuff. It's like, yeah, this is not, that's not the show we're doing yeah. here, you know? Yeah. Um, so let's just move on to the top five songs in the u.s um at number one again justin justin timberlake's sexy back at number two Ludacris's moneymaker do you i remember that song no number three jojo's too little too late nope. no number four fergie london bridge terrible song yeah number five i have no idea hinder is the is the group or artist the song is called lips of an angel i think this is like a girl group should we look it up? No. I mean, you go. I'll look it up. Uh, well, that's it. That's the end of the oh, okay. list of things that happened on that day. Okay. So let's move on to our final segment, which we call Challenge Accepted, in which we make predictions on what's going to happen next on these respective shows based only on the existing knowledge, I guess, but also the episode title. But first, we have to look at how we did last week. Um, I said that Ross is going to tote some of Carol's bee milk into Rachel and Mon's crib. I think I get a point for that. <laughs> yes, yes, you do. Um, you came so close. Ugh. And I knew, full disclosure, I knew when you made the prediction, I was like, oh, she's so close. Okay. Because we were talking about the parable of the scorpion and the toad. Right. You know, that the, the scorpion is going to sting the toad no matter what. Right. Because it's a scorpion. That's its nature. Right. So you said, you correctly predicted that Barney would be the scorpion, that Barney would scorp out, but you said scorp that out. Ted would totally get stung. Yeah. But in my head scorp last out. week, I was like, Marshall's the single one. Obviously, it's going to be Marshall, but yeah. well, I'm ahead now. I, didn't, yeah. I think for the first time in the history of us doing this, yeah. I'm ahead. Yeah, by one point. By one point. Yeah. Exactly one point. Yeah. So let's... Uh, Make our predictions for next week. Okay. Why don't you? Did you look up Hinder so you can? Yes, uh, it's not a it's not a, a girl band. It looks just like a um, embarrassing American rock band, but they look pretty pathetic. Oh no! Like, like uh, how would you like post new metal like butt rock? Like yeah, that kind of like uh, like Sunset Boulevard. Oh yeah, like douchebags. Oh. oh, that's an embarrassing photo shoot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, speaking of uh, hair trends of the mid-2000s yeah. that haven't hair, Oof, uh, uh, aged well. Oh, that's that's bad. Yeah. Um, okay, so where was I? Friends, season two, episode three, is called The One Where Heckles Dies. Mm. You remember Heckles? 
I don't think heckles has come up before. Has oh, okay. heckles come up before? Okay, I thought so. No mind. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say heckles is. Have we established whether or not Phoebe has pets? And maybe I'm just thinking about this because she said she was taking her grandma to the vet. You know, mm-hmm. so maybe I'm thinking about Phoebe and the vet because of that. So what if that's what it is, though? What if grandmother is like a cat, but then it's heckles? I'm going to say Phoebe has a pet that dies. Okay. So how are you going to spin this one? <laughs> um, uh, Phoebe's pet goes off to the coffee shop in the sky. Mm-hmm. Good <laughs> okay. one. Good one. So, your challenge that you must accept. Okay. How I Met Your Mother, season two, episode three. It's called Brunch. Okay. Okay. So, I'm going to say that this is a Marshall Lily episode. Lilypad and Marshmallow episode. And in trying to be friends or kind of like reestablish their friendship, they're going to have like a friendly brunch. Okay. Marsh, Marsh and Lil. Mar- Marshmallow and? Lilypad. Lilypad. Brunch. Attempt to bury the... Hatch over a plate of hash. Hash. Yes. Oh, you're so good at this. You're so good at <laughs> oh, this. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, you can find this episode or this podcast in Battleship Retention, my other podcast at battleshipretention.com. You can also subscribe to this. You know you, where you can subscribe to this. You're already listening to it. You can uh, find my movie reviews at battleshipretention.com. You can email me. At David at BattleshipRetention.com. Follow me on Twitter at Davey Pretension. And of course, most importantly, in terms of reaching out to us, uh, find us or email us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Um, Natalie, where do you want people to find you again? I always forget. I don't. However, you should rate and review and tell your friends and tell your mothers. Yes. <laughs> to listen to this podcast. Please do. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Until next time, see you in the cruiseware department. (laughs) 